episode of DWN Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com and the Boygob YouTube page. Hey everybody, welcome to DWN's Terrible Horror Crap podcast here on YouTube, which you can see on the DWN's Terrible Horror Crap podcast Facebook page or you can go to boygob.com and listen to the audio, or you can go to the YouTube page, which is boygob something or other. Just type in boygob.com. <laughs> if you type in boygob, you're going to get some weird music video that I've never clicked on, but I think I should at some point. Let's see what the fuck that's all about. But uh, not today. Not today. Write an angry letter. Yes, a very angry letter to the editor uh marvel comics used to do letters pages you know and you could write to the editors and they would sometimes answer you with uh jokingly responses uh sometimes like they would have j jonah jameson answering the letters page and that was always weird but uh yeah yeah so joe how was your week any better uh i'm still a bit sick Tom, I'm still sneezing. I got a head cold. Yesterday, uh, I woke up and thought, man, it's, you know, a nice day. I think I maybe, you know, drive out to uh, Frightmare Collectible, see how old Lloyd's doing. But uh, my body didn't seem to respond, you know. First of all, I seemed to be in the shitter for the first half of the day. And then I was like, man, this isn't good. What's going on here? So, you know, I thought, well, the cure to this is to drink a Michelada. So I did that, went over, <laughs> drank a Michelada. And for our northern listeners, what the fuck is that, Joe? It is a uh, 
I guess you would call it a Bud Light with Clamato is how they sell it up north. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, this is not Clamato. It's uh, it's like a Bloody Mary, but in place of vodka, you have beer, I guess. I don't know. It's a spicy somewhat drink. And so I drank that. And what is Clamato? Clamato is like clam juice and... I don't know, but this that's not in this, you know, but Bud Light does sell one. I know a lot of people have turned their backs on Bud Light uh, lately, but uh, I don't know if they turned it on. Bud <laughs> a Light lot of people Mon- have backed up into Bud Light. They've backed that ass up into Bud Light. Yes. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I drank a beer over there and I thought, you know what? I'm still not feeling good. Let me go home, lay down for a bit. And I did, Tom. I laid down for a while. Did absolutely nothing. I said, well, I guess this is an opportune time to finish or to watch House 2, the second story. So I did that, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Then uh, I thought, well, a couple hours have passed. Let me go back next door and drink another beer. So I did that. But, like, the wind was blowing like a motherfucker. And it was just making me feel worse. You know? And it's just like, man, I can't I can't do this. I said, I gotta go. I gotta go. I went home. I came home. I thought, you know what? I'll put on another Ilsa movie. You know, lay down, watch the Ilsa movie. And uh, that way I'll have something else to talk about. People seem to like these Ilsa reviews. And, uh... Movie starts with a shower scene. I fucking fell asleep. I woke up maybe 45 minutes later and there's a shower scene going on. You know, it looked like the exact same shit. Same one. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like the exact same thing. And it probably was because this one is directed by Jess Franco. But we'll get to that probably next week because I just turned it off. I was like, holy shit, it's nine o'clock. I'm a fucking old man. I'm going to go lay down. And I did. I slept for like 11 hours. Got up. Went and did a pop-up today out at Horror Freak. Uh, thank you to everybody that came out there. Uh, sold a lot of shirts. Got to see the old Horrorholics. Uh, Eric and Joe came out there. So good to see both of you. Uh, the couple of people that came up to me and said, Hey, you know, uh, Tom Martino. Uh, is he really that racist and homophobic as he is on your show? I said, well, yeah. Yeah, he kind of is, but you know. <laughs> I was going to tell him, you know, no, it's a gimmick, man. It's, you know, part of the show, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, but yeah, that's him, man. That's just the vibe you give off, Tom. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I do want to I give somehow, a shout out to. I uh, don't believe that, Joe. Okay, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, what is that guy's name? The, the Shazam guy. What's his uh? YouTube name. I'm gonna give a shout out to him because somebody asked. Neon about Black Reviews. Neon oh, Black did Reviews. They? 
guy uh go to somebody asked about him huh yeah somebody did you know Mm -hmm. that's uh, again it's tom (laughs) it was odd because i was like what who the fuck it's like who who's that guy tom's always making fun of and you want to narrow it down a little there man you know because like that's a long fucking list but it's it's the guy that just kind of stands there and does uh, movie reviews oh okay then i got it right away but i couldn't remember the guy's name um yeah oh that's what you were asking about yeah, I thought you were asking about the character's name. I'm just like, I don't, I don't fucking read that. No, shit. I wouldn't ask you about DC. Shazam! I don't fucking. <laughs> that's that's why I said like Billy Baxton or whatever the fuck his <laughs> okay. name is. I don't know. <laughs> no, they were asking about Neon Black reviews. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I think he's taking a break for a couple months. He made a little YouTube post that said that. Sorry, right. this is the video is all fucked up, but the light's green, so I don't know what to tell me. Rest in peace, uh, mm. fellow YouTuber. <laughs> uh, but yeah, another yeah. one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody got some sense and said, Why am I wasting my fucking time <laughs> doing this? shit? <laughs> Well, he didn't say it like that. Why the hell am I wasting my time? Damn. I got 19 views on the last one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. I feel your pain. More than those fucking alcoholic dickheads. Quite closely. But I asked Tom, and Tom says, oh, yeah, we we broke, you know, 62 on this other one. Ooh. (laughs) Pretty good. Do a little bit of that celebrating, as they call it. <laughs> yeah. How was it your week, like Tom? It was all right over there. Oh yeah, uh, it yeah. was all right. It wasn't completely miserable like normal, so that's fine. My throat's still a little fucking weird here, and now it's traveled up to my ears. So we'll see how it goes in a in a day or two, and. Probably have to go to the doctor, so we'll have a good old cancer diagnosis to talk about next week. <laughs> I want to say I uh, I think it's a lingering infection. Malingering. But um, we'll see. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The hit James Wan movie, Malingering. <laughs> oh, James, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that'll probably happen. Hopefully, it'll just be an antibiotic thing and saying, your blood pressure's still fucked. Haven't you done anything about it? Nope. Nothing nothing I can really do but die. (laughs) Sorry, Doc. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't a completely miserable week. Just spent most of the week sculpting, so I was all right. And I'm getting shit poured for Frightmare. Yeah, getting stuff ready. Yep, we'll see how it goes. That was me knocking on wood. So I'm at a wooded desk. I'm calling on the wood elementals. I see. The old gods. That's right. Yes. But I see you've been watching a lot of movies, Tom. Why don't you tell us about at least one of those? 
if I must, Joe, let me look at my list. Yeah. And for those Joe, of you who are watching, I can't see the chat, as I used to say, and I can't shine the torch on it. The torch, of course, being what they call the flashlight in England. But no, I can't see the chat. So if you're there and you're chatting, hey, thanks. We got good old JR and Kyle. Woo! Big timers. <laughs> so i watched a 2023 movie jokes you know we're already in the second quarter of 2023 we are so uh i watched a 2023 movie called this land have you heard of it i have not heard of this at all okay well joe is this, this movie a Hulu is a house thing no, it's not. <laughs> However, you can pay to watch it on Amazon Prime. Or you can check out Tubi, where a lot of movies seem to go at the same time that you can watch for free. <laughs> so that's what I did. Probably would have been pissed if I paid to watch this show. Hey, so how was it's this about a... on your radar to begin with? Uh, every, every Friday while I'm taking my morning salad, AKA sitting on the toilet for way too long until my legs go completely numb. I, uh, go through the new releases on Amazon. It's not like going to the video store on Tuesdays anymore. <laughs> now it's sitting on the toilet in a cloud of your own shit stink scrolling through fucking Amazon. Well, it sounds like you so, won't have to worry yeah. about the feet much longer. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, this one. All right, sticks out. I'll add it to the old watch list. So uh, scrolling through the old watch list, I'm like, all right, let's see if this is on Tubi or anything. And it was. Yeah. Let me so stop that's... you again. Let, let's do a comparison because we don't do this too often. You watch the trailer. The trailer. No, no you didn't watch the trailer? I tend oh. not to watch trailers. Well, then this folk, fuck this experiment. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless I'm in the theater, I tend not to watch trailers. Okay. Because they give everything away, you see. Right, me neither, yeah. They they don't have much going for it, so they're going to show you the whole damn movie. So, yeah, rather not watch it. Yep. So, this one is about a uh, a liberal... Yeah, right. That's uh, the left. So a liberal uh, family, uh, the wife, a black lady, the husband, a uh, trans white child. guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. And of course, it's a mulatto child. Mm. Anyways, the uh, wife comes home pregnant. Uh, some guy broke into their house. It looks like he's, like, raw eating the family pet or something. I don't fucking know. He's, like, hunched over on the ground on his knees, like, covered in blood and shit. I don't know if he ripped his own cock off and he was eating that or he's God, eating the family him. pet or some shit. Don't <laughs> it doesn't really say. But anyways, he turns around with like one of those barbecue pokers, the forks with the two prongs on it. Meat he just fork. stabs her in a meat fork. 
So he takes this meat fork and stabs the pregnant lady in her belly. And uh, they go to the hospital. They got to kill the kid. And she's pretty much ready to pop. So it's, it's very sad, you see. So a year later, to celebrate this anniversary, they go rent a cabin in the middle of the woods. Oh, and this takes place on the 4th of July, Joe. <sighs> Excuse me. Really not important, but it does. So uh, they go rent a cabin. Kind of shitty. <laughs> not the best and uh was it the place you it was... stayed at <laughs> no year. no it wasn't this one was a little nicer all right <laughs> so uh it turns out this was double booked can you believe it joe no this trope is getting so fucking old already it's fucking barbarian enough please <laughs> Who do you think this uh, cabin is double booked by, Joe? I would say a straight-laced white family uh, of gun owners and 4 by 4 drivers uh, with yes, Trump stickers a con- on their heads. A conservative family. <laughs> okay. He's a cop. He's got a white wife and a white daughter. The uh, white daughter's knocked up, but they don't know yet. And, uh, you know, they clash. Because they have different ideals. Uh, nothing's really said. It's just a lot of talking points like guns, tee-hee, and shit like that, you know, being just right down the middle so you don't offend anybody. It's no statements being made or anything like that. Uh, turns out a, uh, a cult set this whole thing up because they're going to pin the families against each other. And uh, one of the families, uh, they're going to have to make a choice on who dies and shit. And it's just like a sacrifice to some fucking demon or something, just so these group of rich people can stay rich. It's so fucking dumb. And it's like a fucking edgelord high schooler wrote this shit. Like, I'm going to tell you what life's really about, man. Shut up. Shit sucks. I would not recommend. It was shot well. Like, it looked all right for a fucking low-budget independent movie. But it was just nothing going on. Nothing to say. Just, you know, if they took a stance one way or the other, at least there would have been something. But it was just so fucking wiener kid shit. Who gives a good fuck? It, and I imagine you were sorry. pretty pissed that the race family didn't get it right right away, right? Uh, no, I don't really care. I mean, both sides were pretty equally annoying. (laughs) Yeah, both sides were pretty equally annoying. I mean, the fucking uh, liberal daddy was probably the most... Honestly, everybody in this fucking movie, except the pregnant daughter, was fucking annoying as shit. Like, they all fucking sucked, so... Yeah, fucking... If it had something to say either way, maybe there would be that, like, something. But it's just nothing fucking happening. So life imitates art. Would not recommend, Joe. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
the time I watched uh, <clears throat> watching season two of a series called Mayor of Kingstown. And this one stars Hawkeye, the guy that plays Hawkeye. And he's some like middleman between the police and the gangs in prison and the gangs on the streets. And, and it's not good. I mean, a lot of people I've seen on my feet. Oh, this fucking badass. Oh, man, it's just so fucking hardcore. It's not. It's fucking dumb. None of these characters are believable. None of these situations are believable. Uh, the first season had a lot of nudity, so that probably got me through a whole lot of it. Second season doesn't have hardly any nudity, so, man, this kind of sucks, doesn't it? So you see through the bullshit. This is something that is on the uh, Paramount Network, and I do not recommend it. Uh, yeah, my fucking getting all stuffed up, and my voice is going all crazy. Um, Mayor of Kingstown. Would recommend. Yeah, I mean, the guy got run over by a snowmobile or something recently. So maybe they're not going to make season three, hopefully. That's what you get for making me waste my time, fucking Hawkeye. Get well soon, bud. Yeah. You're supposed to play uh, Twitch in the Sam and Twitch show, you know. The one <laughs> Kevin Smith's doing that they announced 47 years ago. Looks just like him. Looks just Spawn like movies still happening, too. Yep. Can't wait for old Todd to say, "Oh, we got we got another big announcement coming." Here's uh okay. here's our new movie maniacs. Okay. We've got the uh, the Wicked Witch of the West and Ted Lasso. All right, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Fucking good work. <laughs> oh fuck! I mean, with Neca and everybody else now, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's crazy they're they're doing the DC figures now. That's fucking mm -hmm. yeah. That's something. Here's Batman without his mask, and it's Michael Keaton. <laughs> okay, cool. Can't wait. Yeah, but if I yeah. see people on my feed chasing after that shit. Okay, that's why they make it because you're fucking dumb. All right. I don't know. Spend your money on what you want. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Fill that hole. <laughs> Fill it. <laughs> With your fist. <laughs> Before somebody else does it for you. Mm. Joe, I uh I watched a recommendation that uh from you from last week, you know. I was talking about looking for an audio book of uh, the Bible, you see. And oh, you said, hey. Johnny Cash reads the Bible. I did not, but I did find that. Found that in James Earl Jones. Oh, shit. I didn't but, know uh, you said, <laughs> You said, hey, you should, you should check out Charlton Heston reads the Bible, Joe. And that doesn't exist. Yeah, but you know what does exist? No. A four-part uh, TV special called Charlton Heston Presents the Bible. <laughs> that exists, Joe. Okay. So that I watched. 
pretty much uh, the Bible's greatest hits, I guess, read by Charlton Heston. Like he goes to the uh, Holy Lands or wherever these stories were supposed to take place. And is uh, he really there? Or is no, it, he reads them like. No, he's Robert really there. He blue screen. He spent some money. Okay. <laughs> no, he's he's there, wearing a little jerkin around his neck and shit. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's just him talking like Charlton Heston, Noah. And shit like that. And you know, there's paintings, uh like spiritual things, and yeah, this what it is, Joe. <laughs> so I mean so I took I didn't watch it. You've done a couple I of did listen to it now, Tom. So would you consider yourself a scholar of the old testament? No, <laughs> okay. not at all. Not at all. Yeah, it was, it was whatever. I was expecting more. I mean, these these stories are kind of unbelievable. I was expecting Richard Frake or Robert Frake or whatever to walk out. So you've heard five stories tonight. Some are fact, some are fiction. What do you think? You'll find out next. Join us at the end of our show. Jonathan Frakes. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Richard Fraker. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a biggest Star Wars fan as you are. So it is what it is. But yeah, I'm I'm still at the point where it's just, hey, just try and be the best person you can. These just come off as, I don't know, things trying to scare you into being a good person i well I tom know. i think it's because you're looking at it through the eyes of uh judeo christianity i think what you need to do is look up some uh judaism and uh watch some of those videos you know to get a different perspective i mean you're obviously looking you know at i was actually <laughs> <laughs> i was actually uh thinking of getting an audio book of the old Jew Bible and then one of the old Muslim Bible, but I haven't even decided to sit down and listen to the Bible Bible yet. So I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty Bibled out for a little bit, Joe. Well, can I recommend to you L. Ron Hubbard? Nah, I already, no, fuck no. <laughs> Dianetics, get out of here. <laughs> Well, Tom, I watched a made-for-TV movie called Alien Lover. Now, this sounds like a Billy Ocean song, but it's not. There was a, a program. Uh, there used to be a program called the, the Wild World of Sports or something. They had a program in the evening called the Wild World of Mystery. And this was uh, out there to compete with the late night talk show, Johnny Carson. Talking with your hands like a fucking wop. Like they could not, Tom, find anything to compete <laughs> with Johnny Carson. So what they did was make this wide world of mystery show. And this episode had to do with an orphan girl that goes to live with her aunt and uncle. And her uncle's like 
you know, I mean, we can borrow against her inheritance. You know, we got the, we got the right to do so because we're her guardians now. And whatever, you know, she's pretty sad. She's just come out of the sanitarium, which I guess is what they called the crazy house back then. Uh, or if you had money, you go to sanatorium. Sanitarium. Both of them. I tried to find the difference in in the fucking definition. I did look this shit up, and it's like. You're giving me the same definition for each one of them. And it's like, wait a minute, which one's the one for sick people? Which one's the one? For... Anyway. So, Tom, this girl, she starts hearing somebody calling her name. And I can't remember her name. You'd think I'd remember her name because they said it over and over and over for 15 minutes. They're just fucking, just give me any name, Tom. Gertrude. Okay. Gertrude. Gertrude, and she's like, well, where's that coming from? Where, you know, where's that coming from? Finally, she goes up into the attic after 15 minutes and finds an old television set there. And there's some guy, hey, Gertrude, I'm an alien from another dimension. How are you doing? God, nobody believes you. Nobody loves you, but I do. I love you. She's like, yeah, you know what? You do. You're the only one that loves me. And, uh, like her parents or her guardians are like, hey, man, this bitch is crazy. She's talking to like nobody up there. We need to get her locked up and take her inheritance. It turns out her brother, her new stepbrother, has been a prick to her throughout the movie saying, no, don't listen to that guy. He's the one, you know, he talked to me. He made me make this television so he could communicate with me. And they want to come and invade the earth. They want to take us over, but you can't listen to him. Well, you could have broke the TV at any time, buddy. But uh, no, at the end, they're about to lock her up. And she says, no, fuck you. These guys are coming through. I'm bringing them through and they're going to take over the earth. Pretty cool. Pretty cool little one hour, one hour and ten minute movie, Tom. Uh, I dug it. I dug it. It's like Twilight Zone, I guess. But in the 70s. I don't know. I read a list that's like, hey, the top science fiction made for TV movies. This was the first one on the list. I'm going to go through all these things. So I'm going to watch them all. Alien Lover. It's on YouTube. Okay. Watch it. <laughs> and you remember what channel this was made for? ABC. ABC. This was a Disney production. Not at the time, no. Oh, okay. No. Even though they had a strong lead, it was not a Disney production. I see. Well, last week, Joe, we talked about The Exorcist 3. And there was a couple of people on the old Facebook pages. Oh, you should, you should read the book. Well, I said, well, I'm fucking illiterate, so I'm not going to do that. So I listened to the audio book, Joe. Much better movie. <laughs> George C. Scott really, really is the, the main reason that that movie is so awesome. Uh, the book doesn't, the in the book, like he's some kind of weird Jewish autistic man who's like a trivial pursuit enthusiast. He's always bringing up like these weird facts and shit. 
and uh, there's a subplot where a doctor's like communicating with the dead. Fucking not really what the movie is. <laughs> uh, the movie is, I think it's a lot better. Uh, it's a lot more to the point, you know, get going. Books are a little too wordy, Joe. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, it has too many- little too wordy. <laughs> I was playing it on like uh, 1.25 the speed, and it was still like seven fucking hours. <sighs> Get to the point, son. Yeah, uh, I like movies. Not a not a fan of books, Joe. The movie is a uh, much better. And uh, yeah, I sorry, dog. Not a fan. Whew. Haven't read it. Sorry. Haven't yeah. read this. Haven't read uh, the ninth configuration. But the ninth configuration. I watched the movie. Ninth configuration sinks like 150 pages or something. Mm. Is it called the ninth configuration? It is. No. Twinkle, twinkle, killer cane. Uh, the copy I have says the ninth configuration on it. Well, you might have the novelization based off the movie, Joe. Maybe. Because the book is not called the ninth configuration. That I do remember from when I watched the movie. <clears throat> and I did buy the DV or the Blu-ray a couple months back for the commentary track. Still haven't busted it open yet, but uh, one of these days. You are or a not. We'll see how this goes. <clears throat> so, Joe, how about you? Anything else? I watched a movie called Red Knights. Tom, you ever heard of this one? Mm-mm. No, me neither. I saw, hey, there's a 80s type movie that I haven't seen. This is about a guy that moves to L.A., Tom, Hollywood, to become a star. And he's there, and he, like, slowly finds out that, hey, my buddy that lives out here is an actor. He's not really an actor, you know? He might get a part here and there as a walk-on or whatever, but he's just a a fucking uh, errand boy for a drug dealer. And, uh, and this guy, like, Starts working at a, a shop that sells souvenirs for the Hollywood tourist people. And this souvenir shop is run by by William Smith. You remember him, Tom? Fuck yeah. Him? Rest in empowerment. Yeah. And uh, he's all bald and looking tough and sounding real gruff and shit the way he always does. <laughs> uh, but he's in the movie for maybe, I don't know, eight minutes tops. Uh it's just about this guy becoming disillusioned with Hollywood and getting fed up with the, the drug dealers and shit like that and everybody that lies to him and and just not being able to make it because he sucks. I mean, everybody that's acting in this, aside from William K. Smith or E. Smith, William Smith, they <laughs> suck. They fuck. I'm thinking of Julie K. Smith. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> interesting movie but not a good one you know it's got a, a score by tangerine dream it's like how the fuck did they get tangerine dream to do this piece of shit but uh 
What yeah, was on, their big hit? It's on Tubi. It's on. So it was Tangerine Dream's big hit. What the fuck was that one called? I guess the biggest one they had was the theme in uh, Risky Business when they're fucking on the subway. I think that's what it's called, fucking in the subway. It's a good one. Fucking on the subway. Boom, 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 boom. I can't say that rings a bell there, Joe. Well. All right, well, fuck you, Joe. (laughs) I watched the new Adam Driver joint, 65. (laughs) Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. He's dressed like a Power Ranger holding some gun. He's got like some little girl he's busting with him. Yeah, I don't think he's... No, okay. In a part, he's dressed like a Power Ranger. <laughs> the first time he gets off the ship, then he's like, oh, it's breathable, so we don't have to worry about this costume anymore and the cost that it brings with the production. <laughs> There's that exposition. Yes, oh, seems the air is breathable. Shh. <laughs> yep, so you have seen it. <laughs> In several movies. With that plot device. <laughs> so uh, it starts out all oh, Adam Driver and his black wife is on the beach with their mulatto child, and she is very sick. They don't say out. with what. A conservative family lands on the planet. <laughs> This land is my land, you damn dirty. (laughs) That's a throwback to our Charlton Heston reviewer. Right. So, uh, like, she's, like, lightly coughing and stuff, and that's the, (laughs) that you get that she said, yep. So, uh, he's talking to his wife, he's like, oh, yeah, I gotta take this two-year job to get money for her fucking hospital bills or whatever i get it it doesn't and he's a space trucker that's what he's doing in this one joe come on let's go (laughs) space trucking come on come on space trucking so in this in this highly highly original movie the cargo that he's carrying is precious cargo, Joe. That's the way it's the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cryogenically frozen life. You ever heard this before? I have. I've heard this. Oh, you have. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's an asteroid, an unknown asteroid field that he flies into that causes damage to the ship. And he has to make an emergency landing on this planet. It crumples the ship up and all that stuff. And there's only one survivor, a little girl who doesn't speak English. And it turns out, Joe, they crash landed on Earth 65 million years ago. And it's just them getting from their ship to the escape pod that like bounced off 12 kilometers however the fuck far that is, uh, away. And uh, it's them just, you know. (laughs) There's like maybe three, 
four dinosaur scenes more creature they they're more creature than dinosaur but they are kind of dinosaurs and shit it was all right man so what's he trying Could, to do uh, when they crash what what's he trying to do get to the escape pod so they can get oh. the fuck off the uh planet okay. it just so happens joe they crash on Earth 65 million years ago at the fucking exact time that the asteroid that sent the Earth into the Ice Age is about to hit. <clears throat> so it's a ticking clock, you see. <laughs> and yeah, they make it, they get off, and that's it. It's yeah. all right. It's very average. Could have definitely used some more creature shit, that's for sure. And they say shit a lot. More than I do. And this movie was PG-13, so that was a little surprising. But, uh, yeah, it's a very average, average movie that, you know, could have used some more creature stuff. I would say if you're interested, wait until you can watch it for $3 or less. <laughs> It's worth three dollars as long as you're yes, as long as you're watching it with a group of people and they all chip in. <laughs> Maybe three hundred people. Yes, rent out a theater, but only if it's three dollars or less. Tom, I watched the Seven Faces of Doctor Lau. You ever seen this one? Well, yes, Tom, he's Laotian, you know. It's about a uh, old timey Western town, which we'll get more to that later. But in this old timey Western town, uh, they've been under a drought, and like the the rich uh, land baron says, "Hey, you know what? I'll buy all y'all's houses out. I'll buy the whole fucking stinking land." And there's a reporter there. You know, he's got his little newspaper, you know, they got the printing press and everything. He's trying to report how this guy is just a scum, just trying to take their land for nothing, you know. But all of a sudden, this old Chinese man appears, puts an ad in the paper. Hey, I'm going to have a big circus, big circus, you know, come on to my circus tent and you'll see marvel. How did he say it, though? You come to my circus, you'll find many marvels. To behold. And uh, sometimes he talks like that, Tom. Tom. Sometimes he talks quite like this. <laughs> he's got several voices, Tom, because he's not an old Chinese man. He's kind of like a, a god, a demigod that's trying to teach people about what's important in life and to see through the illusion and look at the truth. Tom, you remember when they used to make uh, DVDs like this with this little flap here? And then you pull back the cardboard. Yeah. That's how Creep Show was for many, 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 many years. Yeah. So the transfer on this is not very good, as you would imagine. Uh, but it's a decent flick. I got a kick out of it. Uh, Tony Randall. Is that Warner Brothers? Let's see. DVD. Let me pull out my spectacles, Tom. <laughs> Not rated. Let's see. 
Region one for the Warner Brothers logo at the bottom. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I don't see it. I'm just asking because I know that the Creep Show one was, so I was thinking maybe that was just a Warner Brothers. And there's like nothing on that, either side, you know. Because I could one's watch. widescreen and one's full screen, you see. Right. Standard, Tom, is what they call mm -hmm. that. Standard. I don't know who fucking put this out. But, uh, but I what about on the it, spine? Is there a Warner Brothers logo on the spine? There's a WB here. So, yes, Warner yeah, Brothers. So, maybe that was the uh, Warner Brothers case. Maybe all those kinds were Warner Brothers. Maybe. But, yeah, I would recommend this movie. It's pretty fun. Uh, if you have a heart, you might like it, Tom. Go ahead and give it a pass. You know. <laughs> First of all, there are Asian characters, or at least a guy play, portraying an Asian. We, you know, we've heard enough of your Asian hate, so I don't want. Uh, <laughs> we don't need more of that. <laughs> You're developing a reputation, my friend. Like that Joan Chet song. And when confronted at, and I can't, you know, it's like, oh no, Tom, he's a. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> she just said, what are you, a fucking pussy? <laughs> he would have called you the homosexual F word. <laughs> well, I think he can say fuck on YouTube. No, not that one. The homosexual F word. Mm. Oh. Oh, what'd you watch? Joe, I watched The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. This was a move. This was a 2023 movie, Joe. You see, because we're already in the second quarter of 2023. So I watched some 2023 movies. And this one was based off a self-help book, I guess. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it pretty much, uh, it's this guy telling the story of his life. He was a little uh, dildo kid, I guess, but not really. He was just like a metal kid who got caught with some weed. So is at school, so his parents like freaked out and they kicked, they like moved and got him out of that school. And Adam, then his, yeah, and then his parents got divorced and that fucking made him change his life or some shit. I don't know. There's some good information in there. There's some whatever shit. It, I don't, it, this seems like stuff people should already know. Like, you might be a goddamn imbecile if you have to be told these things. Like, hey, man, there's some things you should give a fuck and some things you shouldn't. You know, stuff's out of your control. Don't worry about it. The, the keys, you know, to you living your life and loving your family and shit like that. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're not special. Yeah, I know. It's like very basic stuff that I guess just 
self-absorbed people who are up their own ass need to hear. But I mean, I don't know. I know I ain't shitting. <laughs> Just keep trying. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It was it was okay, but a lot of it was just like, yep, that's some kind of common sense stuff. So this you know, is hey, a you're this is a Jeff Foxworthy movie. No, it seemed like some kind of Austin hipster guy, maybe. I don't know. It's like, hey, be uh you're responsible for your emotions. So you know, if you just freak out and call somebody a motherfucker because you feel bad, like you're responsible for that. Just like, yeah, no shit. Just because bad things happen to you doesn't mean you can be a complete piece of shit to other people. Got it. Got that before I watched the movie. I understand. So it's like a lot of shit like that, that it's just like, okay. Like, who's this for? Just self-absorbed fucking dickhead people that are probably like, I don't need this. And they'll never watch it anyways. So... I don't know. It was all right, but I don't know. I mean, it's good to have like reassurance, like, oh yeah, this is kind of how I think. You know, I'm I'm not shit, and you know, you might feel like you're the center of the universe because it's you, and you're the one thinking like this, and everything was just, you know, a bunch of stuff you kind of already know if you're not a fucking dickhead. <laughs> So, I mean, there's some good information, but you probably already know it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, Joe? I get you. All right. And I, I guess this uh, this book blew up, and it did so well that they made a movie because it had fuck on the cover. Mm-hmm. Fuck books. That's what I say. Ban them all, then burn them all. I disagree. But anyway, <laughs> I watched a Polish movie, maybe, called The Lure. The Lure. Mm. The Lure. L-U-R-E. Lure. The Lure. Can you sing it? Lure. Lure. No. Lure. There is plenty of singing in this movie. This is a movie about sure two sure mermaids that... Uh, they pop out of the water and they're like luring two people on the shore to come out, you know, to come to the ocean so they can eat them. Cause that's what mermaids do. They eat people, you know, but, uh, turns out these people are in a band. <laughs> Fuck it. They go on the shore with them and they join the band, but it's Poland. And Poland seems to have these weird ass nightclubs where, people perform naked and shit and it's like a cross between a nightclub with a musical acts and a sex club weird shit and their clientele is like a bunch of old ass creepy looking polish people but anyway they like to be called polacks yes yeah they do uh the mermaids yes, yes they do they love it they do. <laughs> the mermaids become a sensation on this scene and you know they're very much sought after and they're enjoying you know the celebrity life and 
there's more singing and dancing and it's weird ass shit that's weird weird shit and one of them starts falling in love with the bass player which that's real fucking weird because nobody gives a shit about the bass player ever and now I, you're the racist joe maybe but but at least i'm not the bassist yeah uh, so anyway uh, the thing is you know that's like if you're gonna fall in love with somebody if you're gonna fall in love with a human you have to give up your mermaid parts so she gets you know her tail cut off and replaced with another woman's legs that uh, this other woman wants to have a mermaid tail uh but turns out this guy doesn't want her anymore. He falls in love with somebody else. It turns out if you're a mermaid and the person you fell in love with marries somebody else, you'll turn to sea foam the next day unless you eat them. So, man, it's a big quandary. Should she eat this guy or should she just like stick with her love and turn to sea foam? Meanwhile, her sister mermaid... It's just fucking kind of going crazy and just eating people left and right. Because that's what she does, you know? She's, like, living true to, to her thing. She likes the celebrity life, too, Tom. But still, you know, she wants to be a mermaid and just fucking eat. Uh, good movie. Weird fucking movie. Uh, who could I recommend it to? Not to you. Because it's got You've a lot of... already seen it, Joe, years ago. It's got a lot of uh, singing and dancing and mermaid stuff and uh it's odd it's odd it's an oddball but i'm surprised you watching it tom it doesn't seem like your type of flick at all yeah it was uh one of the talked about movies the year it came out so as we do we rush and watch all the talked about movies at the end of the year that year and that was one of them i'm sure if you go back in the archives you'll hear me say stuff like oh the lighting and cinematography was pretty good but god damn did it suck and all these fucking eastern europeans peelings peelings belting out their shitty music wasn't for me so yeah i mean i'm i'm criterion time so yeah, I did see the movie. You are, you are. <laughs> yeah, and when I saw that C in the poster, I thought, oh, Tom's watched this. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be right. Yeah, uh, well, I liked it, but it's weird. It's you know, not for everybody for sure. I'll never watch it again. But it was an experience. But you'll listen to the soundtrack. Probably not. <laughs> This in public. The fuck is this Bjork shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe, well, I watched The Mermaid. Okay. A couple years ago, it was a Chinese movie. I guess it was their uh, biggest grossing movie up to that point. Mm-hmm. I remember it being okay. I think it was Stephen Chow, but I can't remember. I would that's say right. check that one out I over think, this one. Yeah, that's one I meant to see at some point, too. I think that's what I thought this one was when I put it on. <laughs> it was not. Yeah, what is all these white bitches doing? Let's see, what, let's see how these mermaids play soccer. Uh, mm, yeah. Not well. Mm. 
It's like dolphins where they just fucking bounce the ball up with their nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the mermaid was all right. Better than the lure. For show. Joe, well, speaking of our friends over in Asia, I'm going to... I'm going to tie up some loose ends here and uh, talk about the Cube remake that I thought was already out when we talked about the Cube franchise last year or whenever the fuck we did those garbage-ass movies, Joe. This is a fucking another one. <laughs> They're in a Cube. They're trying to get out. One of them gets out at the end. The Cube. But this time, they're Japanese. So you hated it. I don't know. Uh, Joe, I'll tell you this. Copy I watched. You know, a lot of these fucking people out there think they're so fucking cool. I'm not watching a dub. I'll read the subtitles. Well, listen here, fucker. I'm not even going to read the subtitles. I'm going to do it straight up Japanese. No dubs, no subtitles. Fuck you. And that's what I did, Joe. I watched this fucking movie in Japanese without any subtitles. Pretty much the same shit. Except uh, one of them's a robot or some shit who controls the cube. Robot. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's very, very, very similar to the original uh, I guess this is more just for a Japanese audience. Maybe Canadian movies are illegal in Japan. I don't know. And that's why they made this one. But uh, very similar. Uh, not as good. Some fucking very stupid parts in it. Like one of the cube rooms has like a giant screen in there. And it fucking, I don't know if this guy has like some kind of brain chip where it's projecting his fucking... Uh, memories or a camera crew followed him around his whole life but like we see footage of him like talking to his brother or some shit saying oh don't jump you didn't disgrace our father that's just shit every japanese guy says about everything everything's a fucking disgrace don't jump off the fucking building in harakari and all that shit but he does So they just play that footage for some reason, like a camera crew was following him or something. That was fucking stupid. But uh, other than that, I don't think they sucked on buttons on this one, though. So they weren't button suckers, but (sighs) just watch the first one. I mean, the first one's well, not well, but I mean, the first one's good just to see, like, what to do on a low budget or whatever. Sorry, I don't, this was really who gives a fuck. Maybe if you like them, you'll like this one. I doubt it because it's not as good. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think I missed much with it being in fucking Japanese, having seen the fucking first movie. Because it's pretty close. I mean, the kills are a little different. It's uh, heavily CGI like the other ones, so... Just if you're interested, just watch the original one, really. This is just who gives a fuck. I mean, maybe you'll watch it and say something different, but I doubt it. It's a damn shame. Um, 
Is it? No. I mean, the fucking, the original one still holds up. It's not like, besides maybe some goofy CGI, but it's just motherfuckers in the same room over and over again. What do you need to update? Yeah. Fuck them. Except this one has a fucking robot lady or some kind of fucking cyborg controlling the cube or something. I don't know. And she's like a nothing character. She's just in the background and doesn't say shit until the very end. Oh, I guess she didn't say shit because she's a robot controlling it. <laughs> cool. And then fucking Kevin Smith watched it and cried. I don't know. Would not recommend you. All right. You watch anything else? That's it. Mm. That's enough. Now, I was, I was walking down the uh, the street earlier today because that's what I do often. I just walk down the street. And you know what I saw, Joe? I saw a for sale sign in front of this old house. Well, I guess that might make for a good story, Tom. But if you want a really good story, somebody has to inherit a house. House, Tom. Oh, shit. We're jumping on this franchise. And we're doing two movies right off the bat, which is dumb. But fuck it. Let's do it. House. Well, that's only because you fucked up last week, Joe. House. No, I wanted you to t have time to talk about Jesus, which you did. You filled quite a no. bit of time talking about uh, House. I didn't see this one in the theater. I think I saw this on cable when it first came out. And uh, I don't know why I picked this franchise, because I remember not liking it back then. You know, because it is a, uh, well, getting into the plot of the movie. It's about this writer guy, you know, he's kind of famous or whatever, signing autographs and shit in a bookstore. And he inherits. I think his name was Buck Angel. Buck Angel. Yes. He inherits a house that his auntie committed suicide <laughs> in very recently. He's also a black guy. And uh, so he goes <laughs> to the house and figures, hey, this is the perfect place to finish my memoirs of Vietnam, like time in Vietnam. And uh he and goes there's flashbacks of this motherfucker in Vietnam and he's like totally totally mis miscast as a soldier. Like Urkel would be better cast as a soldier than this motherfucker. All the flashback scenes where he's supposed to be like an army tough or the most you're looking at it like the fuck? Well, the, I, what? The flashback scenes are done on a set with a bunch of fake plants all around, and they all look like shit. They all look shit. But getting back to the plot, uh, weird shit starts to happen in this house. Tom. Weird stuff like, uh, I don't know. It's like I'm already putting this movie out of my mind. 
uh, I'm not the biggest fan of horror comedy. And like this movie starts out like it's going to be a straight up horror movie. You know, if you let me know from the beginning, like, hey, this is just a stupid, goofy movie. I'm cool with it. But this one, like, it doesn't know. Eh, fuck it. Let's just do comedy now. And it does stupid shit like uh, Cousin It shows up in the movie. You know, we're heavily make up Cousin It, you know, trying a different role for a change. And it's just, you know, jumping around, fighting the hand. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't fuck. <laughs> so, uh, Buck Angel's aunt has this house which was haunted, and uh, she was trying to trick the ghosts in the house by hanging herself. Unfortunately, it didn't work, and she just died. So now she haunts the house too. And it's weird that it's the aunt's house because, like, there's flashbacks of uh, old Buck Angel, his wife, and uh, their kid, like, living in the house. And there's, like, a bunch of pictures of them as a family in the house. So, I mean, that's kind of like, what the fuck? The kid had disappeared one time when they were visiting the house or some shit. And yeah, this dude was fucking high on blow, just frantically trimming the hedges like he's never used fucking gardening shears or any kind of tools before in his life. Well, and he just like, pool. and you got to keep an eye on your kid if they're in the pool. Come on, fucking people. I mean, the kid wasn't in the pool. The kid was playing with like a Tonka truck or some shit. And literally one second later, he got up, he bamfed. Pretty much, he pulled a night crawler and just fucking like that. He was, oh, I fucked up and looked in the pool, and now I'm in here and I can't fucking swim and shit. Luckily, there's a fucking child molesting demon ghost who's gonna fucking lock me in a cage for weeks, months, years. Doesn't really say how long the kid has been missing or presumed dead. That probably could have helped. But after that, the uh, Buck Angel and his fucking wife's relationship gets a little rocky. I don't know if they're divorced or separated. Movie doesn't really say. But, uh, so after the funeral of his aunt, he thinks, oh, it'll be a good idea for me to finish up my book in the place where my son went missing and my fucking life took a turn for the worse (laughs) so uh he does that and a whole slew five or so ghosts and goblins romp around the house and the big fat motherfucker from cheers comes and helps him try and uh get rid of the ghosties from the house and uh hilarity ensues joe it does hilarity Uh, it's I like it. It's uh, the story's <laughs> not great, <laughs> but uh, all the creature stuff and the monster shit's really fucking cool. Except if you watch the uh, 2K Blu-ray scan, and there's some close-ups of Big Ben, and behind the mask you can see like the actor's teeth and mouth and shit, which you know normally that wouldn't be that bad. But uh, 
you know, when your mask has the teeth right up front. A little distracting to see the actor's teeth behind that shit. So, <laughs> you know, as we say time and time again, not everything needs to be on Blu-ray with these new scans and shit. They're Maybe you go in there with a little digital marker and color that out when you're doing your uh, restorations and editing and shit. Mm -hmm. Go the extra mile if you're going to fucking do it. Pull a George Lucas and just, you know, Steven Spielberg, throw some walkie-talkies in the yeah. hands and shit like that. But yeah, uh, it's a fun monster movie. The story isn't the best. Uh, it's going to be a while till I watch this one again. I'll mm. tell you that. But Me too. Like never. <laughs> I'd say it's definitely worth a watch, but uh, growing yeah. up, I've because <laughs> I've seen this. I'm pretty sure before I was able to drive. So in my early teens, uh, like on message boards and shit, people would always say how this one was a piece of shit. So you're yeah. not in the you're not in the minority, Joe. Right, good. But if you like a fun monster movie, I mean, it's a fun monster movie. It's not. It's not the best. It's not the worst. <laughs> and your boy, Kane Hodder's in it. He plays the purple witch lady. He is. He is. But we'll get to him. <laughs> we will. Uh, hey, Joe. The music is done by Henry Manfredini, and uh, it sucks. This movie. <laughs> yeah. The music should enhance like parts of suspense or whatever it should be part of the movie it should be something you don't really even notice if you fucking notice it and it's distracting you that's a shitty score this score is very very distracting well i wouldn't say it's distracting but uh not the score i would have used or the score i would have thought for uh old manfredini but uh when you're just known for the no, that's right. what people want. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm, the more I talk, the more I'm going to have to go to that doctor. God damn. Mm -mm -mm. How are we going to do a podcast when they remove my whole lower jaw, Joe? We won't have to, thankfully. <laughs> um, this, the last episode. I don't know, unless you get the, well, Joe, we are doing the podcast, you know, the. Yeah, Roger Ebert did it for a while, yeah. and uh, he still has a website going where new reviews pop up, so. You keep them brave. Uh, speaking of shit that should never have been resurrected, House 2. The second story. Eh, isn't that a clever play on words? Damn, because it's a house. Yep. And you know what? <laughs> this movie also takes place in a house. But uh, this is house haunted. Has nothing to do with the first movie. Uh, well, that's not true because a guy does inherit a house. See, he was just a little baby, Tom. Uh, I don't know what. Whereas your people would say. 
Babine. At first, I thought they were selling the baby and they were taking off with it. I couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. But I guess they were having a babysitter come and take the baby away to sit him at her house, his house. I don't know. But anyway, while that's going on, his parents are killed by a Scooby-Doo fucking uh, ghost that pops up. He's in old West gear and he just shoots the yeah. parents. <laughs> it's the Texas Honors Convention logo. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so he kills the parents, and then I don't know. The kid's been an orphan forever, and inherits the house later on in life when he's like twenty three, maybe. He's just been in an orphanage, and hey, you know what? Fuck you. Get out of here. You got a house. <laughs> All right, cool. So him and his partying buddy. Go to check out this house, Tom. And uh, while he's at the house, he starts to see whole family photos. It's like, oh, wow, this is my grandfather. Oh, wow, this was my great-grandfather. He was an archaeologist guy that found a crystal skull. I think I'll dig up his body and see if that crystal skull is still there. And, yep, I mean, it was there at that time, but now it's at Tom's house. But, uh they dig him up and I was like, oh, that skull's been keeping him alive and he's an old-timey guy and just going to hang out with me. <laughs> so they throw a Halloween party. And, uh, you know, there's a guy there in a Frankenstein costume. That's pretty cool. But uh, old zombie Gold West archaeological guy, he gets up there and starts <laughs> dancing, you know, and it's fucking stupid. And, uh, well, you f you forgot the part to say, all right. Well, he read this stuff about how this crystal skull will bring eternal life, and that his great great grandfather was buried with it. So, what do they do? Pack their shovels and head to the cemetery and dig up the uh, great great grandfather. And uh, so they dig him up. He's still alive, wearing a mask. He's a mask enthusiast. If you're a mask enthusiast dwnproductions.net and uh you know that was one of the things that always bothered me about this movie is uh this fucking guy being buried wearing this mask even though he's like all old and emaciated looking like a zombie it's like putting a fucking hat on a hat why are you I know it's to all to scare people away so they're not fucking going to steal your shit or whatever. But, uh, I mean, you're all fucked up looking. You're zombified and shit. And there's a part in the movie, too. Oh, I didn't know that I look like this. Oh, really? You never, like, touched your hands or touched your face? Like, oh, shit, this doesn't feel right. I must be a fucking mummy guy now. So that shit always like, could have used a little better writing, but this is house too. So it is. So uh, they dig him up. They say, oh, we're fucking relatives and shit. Come on, let's go to your house now. I guess I didn't inherit shit, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and they get back there and fucking dude's friend or whatever invited a bunch of people over for a party because he's a no good piece of shit and he just thinks he can invite everybody in the block over to a house that isn't fucking his so uh joe that's where you left off 
All right. So in the meantime, uh, uh, this guy, they were both there with their girlfriends and one's like a singer or something. And uh, the other guy's girlfriend, she works for a record company. So her boss shows up and he's a record executive and he's played by Bill Maher, who just seems like a fucking prick, like in real life in this role it's probably why he's good at this role some people would say smug cuntish right just somebody you want to punch in the face if we did a list of (laughs) honorable mentions yeah (laughs) definitely be on there but uh he didn't come to mind at the time but you know so that causes complications because this guy's ex-girlfriend is at the party too and like oh you know what's going on here doesn't matter because sting shows up or is it the old warrior? One of I would the- say maybe the barbarian. <laughs> the barbarian. Definitely not Sting. Okay. Shows up and wants the crystal skull. And easy enough to get because they just put it on the fucking mantle. You know, <laughs> fireplace. You know, don't have it any place secure. Just right there where this guy can go grab it and take it back into time. Because the house, Tom, is a fucking time warp. You know, you can go through this room and all of a sudden... You're in the Neolithic age or prehistoric. Oh, wait, so it's not haunted? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's a weird-ass movie. Uh, so they got to go get the skull, Tom. They can't let Grandpa just die like that. So they go back, and there's some stop-motion dinosaurs walking around, kind of like that movie 64 you just watched. Uh, <laughs> There's uh, some other dinosaur puppet birds, you know, around there getting the skull. They call them puppetactyls. Yeah, puppetactyls. And it's silly as shit. And just fucking, god damn. What, man. I <laughs> loved this movie when I was eight, you know. But right now, this sucks. Uh, they get it back. But you know what? That puppetactyl comes back with them, Tom. And they got to contend with that going around the house. Because they need this little cute creature in this child's adventure movie. Yeah, they make a a puppy caterpillar shows up too. A puppapillar. And they got to hide it. They got to hide it, you know, from everybody else. (laughs) He shoves it right up his asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Because it looks like a string of fucking ass beads. (laughs) With a little puppy face. The important thing is, Tom, they got the skull back. So what do you do with it? Let's put it back on the mantle on the fireplace. Or maybe some no super glue or anything. Some Aztecs can come and get it and take it back to their temple. They do. They take it back like to their they temple. They didn't know that those people stole. You know, and, uh, they don't know what to do. So they call an electrician to come. And the electrician is played by uh Another guy. Old Cliff from Cheers. Cliff from Cheers, you know, continuing this tradition. So there is yet another connection to the first movie uh, with the Cheers connection, we'll call it. And uh, he's just a bumbling, idiotic fucking electrician that you would have kicked out. I wouldn't say that. I would say he knows what he's doing, been in the business for 20 years. He's seen everything and knows no nonsense. You can learn it. He's the exact opposite of bumbling Joe. (laughs) He's a master electrician and amateur adventurer. And he does. He is an adventurer. He helps them out. 
to fight the Aztecs, to swashbuckle Tom and save the, the human sacrifice virgin that they got there. And uh, they get the old Gertrude. They get the skull back, bring back the virgin with two, you know, why not? And uh, go ahead and put that skull back on the mantle where anybody could get it. Like, say, that ghost fucking cowboy that was at the beginning of the movie that finally shows up again, Tom. And how are you going to beat him? Well, you got to learn how to gunsling, son. <laughs> and unfortunately, he doesn't get shot a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so then he just says, fuck it, and gets the shotgun. Gets shotgun. <laughs> or fuck it, I'm going to call the police because they shoot everything. And that's what the police do, just start shooting up the house like police do. And uh, they say, well, fuck it. The cops are after us now. Let's use this time work and go back and live in the Old West. So does this guy become his great-grandfather? And the other guy becomes the fucking Ean Ghost? I'm trying to figure that out. Did they, did they get in a big time loop here at the end, Tom? Yeah, uh, nobody said it was well-written, Joe. <laughs> yeah, this movie's stupid. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, this this is a very weird-toned movie. It definitely feels like an edgier kids' movie, but uh, it definitely feels like some weird child's adventure movie uh i mean if you could take that fucking uh lady at the beginning i guess the friend's girlfriend with her hard nips yeah if you just take her out of there then this is pretty much a kid's movie uh i always thought this movie was just okay i think it's a little less okay <laughs> This time I watched it, but uh, the makeups and monsters in here are really fucking cool. The first time you see the uh, the great great grandpa and his makeup with the fucking cool greenish, purplish, pale colors in the makeup that looks really fucking cool. Uh, the creatures look really fucking cool. Granted, they're more on the cute side. But uh, they still look cool and they're well made. Like all the monster and creature shit and the makeup, that's pretty good. The rest, if you're a child, you'll love it. I can see if you saw this when you were a child, it would stick with you and you'd love this shit and you'll have the nostalgia and all that for it. But oh, that bird again, wouldn't let go of that skull. <laughs> Puppetactyl. <laughs> But yeah, watching it in my uh, teens, it's just like, oh yeah, it was all right. Monster stuff was cool. But it is what it is. I definitely like the first one better. Uh, this one, don't know if I'll have any reason to ever go back and rewatch this one. Unless maybe uh, my niece said, oh yeah, this might be something. You're of age that you might appreciate this but other than that I don't, I don't think so now it's not saying it's bad it's just me being an adult man now it's just not really it's a fucking kids adventure movie the fuck else can i say 
fucking pricks. It is. But you'd recommend it. I would not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll never watch this again. Yeah. Even if, you know, if I have, like, say my grandson, I'm like, yeah, you know, he might dig this, you know. Here, I'm going to put this on for you and I'm going to go to the other room. You know, <laughs> enjoy. Don't drown. Yeah. <laughs> Show him the first one first so he knows the dangers of being left alone. <laughs> yeah, you can be with a demon for days, weeks, years, who knows? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. So uh, I don't think I've ever seen the third one. Me neither. I think the third one has nothing to do with fucking anything. I'm sure. So uh, we'll see. All we'll right. see next week. Or we won't. Maybe I'll say, Joe, I got some bad news from the doctor, and mm. I'm just not up to recording this week. Yeah, and you'll see a hospital down here instead of a house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go back to our graveyard overlay. <laughs> oh. So, Joe. You ready to swing into a very timely issue of the Amazing Spider-Man? You know, I thought those issues, uh, or that one issue with the guy with the football, football star that became a computer genius that had a program, Tom, that he was setting up. I thought that was just a one-off. You know, I didn't think that was going to pay off somewhere down the line. Fuck, did it pay off this time? <laughs> Did it? No. Didn't Joe? <laughs> so. Just tell us all about this amazing issue. Spider-Man's just happens to be accompanying J. Jonah Jameson to, I don't know where the fuck they're going or why they're there. But, you know, they're covering some story about a computer or something. But it turns out, hey, there's a locked door there where they're supposed to go do the story. They shoot the door open. There's a man dead on the floor, Tom. Who could have done this? It's a locked room mystery. This issue is a locked room mystery. Well, it turns out, remember that guy? He, he had this program that he made that could uh, database all the criminals in the world, figure out who was doing what. Well, they, they use this program, Tom. And narrow it down to three people that could have done this murder. Spider-Man goes after him one by one. Well, first guy turns out he's just too much of a pussy to have done it. Second guy turns out he doesn't have any hands. He's got robot hands now. And, uh, well, shit, he was busy doing the jewel heist. He couldn't have done it. And the third guy, I don't even remember why he couldn't have done he's it. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah, there you go. That's why he couldn't have done it. Kind of hard to commit a murder when you're dead yourself. So, Spider-Man thinks, I know. I know he did it. He goes back. It was the fucking computer, Tom. Mm. Computer. An AI. That means artificial intellectual intelligence. It did it. That would be AI. -I. Yes, AI. Uh, it did it, Tom. It, it has a plot 
to control the world. And this is what we're leading into. You can let your fucking computers do art stuff. You can let them do spreadsheets for you and make job resumes and write your fucking term papers. But eventually, they're going to frame people for murder. <laughs> so Spider-Man gets in a fisticuffs with a computer that's shooting one little fucking laser here and there. And so what does Spider-Man do? Oh, well, shit, let me cover up its vents so it can overheat. Because computers, they need air circulation, Tom. Spider-Man's wins the day. Fuck, was this an issue? <laughs> so, uh, this dude set out to make a computer that could, uh, catalog and identify all the, uh, all the no-goodness in the world. And it turns out, well, he didn't, and it killed him. <laughs> it was a life lived for nothing. Whew. How are they going to top this storyline? Because we didn't even know it was a storyline until now. Yep. Uh, I don't think they can, Joe. Nope. I don't think they can. Yeah. So, Joe, you like lists, but you yeah. hate women. So, here we are. <laughs> Tom had us list our favorite actresses this time out. And uh, begrudgingly, I agreed to it. <laughs> Fucking prick. So number five, I have Jillian Anderson, which most people may know from the X-Files as uh, Dana Scully. But she's done a lot of other shit. She was in the Hannibal series. She was in... Uh, I don't know, some other fucking British show where she's a detective, she's on The Crown. She's always good. She's a very talented and attractive woman. And she's my number five. Joe, speaking of talented and attractive women, my number five, Roseanne. You may know her from Roseanne. And Roseanne, before it turned into the Connors. But we won't speak of such things. She also had a cameo on The Nanny. Tom, have you ever seen She-Devil? I have not. I should recommend She-Devil to you so you can see one of your <laughs> top five favorite <laughs> in a leading role. I'm good. All right. Nine seasons of Roseanne's good enough for me. <laughs> right. At number four, I have Regina King, a talented young lady. Young, maybe? Middle mm, Not anymore. Uh, she's good in every role she does. She gives it her all. Here's to you, Regina. Steve Harvey show for life. Joe, my number four is not just any mother, but Paddington's mother. But she's not just Paddington's mother. She also fucked a fish, you see. 
in that hit movie, The Shape of Water. My number four, Sally Hawkins. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Paddington. I thought you were talking about what's it. <laughs> well, have you seen Paddington too? I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do those movies next. I'm thinking of that blondie lady. I don't remember her name. I guess she's the owner of the jam factory or something. <laughs> Marmalade, you fuck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> At uh, number three, Tom, I have a woman that is not attractive. She's a bit peculiar looking. But goddamn, does she always make her mark in whatever movie she is in? And that is Tilda Swinton. Damn, I fucking knew it when you said, hey, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) He was on my list. But unfortunately, he got scratched off. Oakja was good stuff. I liked him in that one. I fucking knew it. <laughs> as soon as you said, oh, this ugly hoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, my number three isn't an ugly hoe, as you would say. She's such a, the opposite of a hugly, ugly, ugly hoe. <laughs> She was cast as Queen of the Hookers in not just Sin City, but also Sin City 2, A Dame to Kill For, and that is Rosario Dawson. She got AIDS in the movie Kids, you see. She did. Rest in power. Loved her in Death Proof. But not in Clerks 2. Clerks 3 is pretty good, though. <clears throat> Shout out to Kyle. At number two, the woman who was extremely attractive, and now she's an old lady. Still <clears throat> somewhat attractive, but not attractive enough to be doing, like, gilf porn or anything like that. Not to be, you know, seducing a stepson or anything like that. But this is a, a very incredibly talented Jessica Lange Tremendous actress. (laughs) Tremendous. And what was she in? The name sounds familiar. King Kong. The original. No. (laughs) He's old. Not that old. Mm. Rest in empowerment, old Faye. Joe, my number two. You may know from such hit animated shows as Recess and King of the Hill, where she plays Bobby Hill. And this would be Pamela Adlon. I thought you she plays Bobby wrong. Hill, you see. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. She's into fucking midgets, and I ain't down with that shit. <laughs> Bobby Hill. That's right. At number one, Tom. The very beautiful, very talented, 
very diverse actress, Charlize Theron. <laughs> She's a monster, you know. She can be. Mm. Well, Joe, since you don't want to say anything that she's from, I'll just go on to my number one. And you may know her from the hit sitcom Norm, or probably from the hit sitcom Roseanne. She plays Aunt Jackie, and that would be Lori Metcalf. She was also in the highly regarded movie Scream 2 <laughs> America's Rose Lori Metcalf So that's it Joe's as hard as you thought Yeah uh, <laughs> And despite my sometimes misogynistic inclinations this was not suggested by me when I told Lisa what this list was she said you should do y'all's worst actresses or the worst actresses so i said yeah that's a good idea especially since i don't like to think up our top fives why not top five worst actresses next week all right let me write that down and write that i'll write all of them besides the five i listed <laughs> mine's gonna be the exact same list <laughs> uh, you know you can't win them all just in reverse <clears throat> so uh hey maybe we'll be back next week all this laughing has made my throat hurt a little maybe and we'll be back tuesday evening <laughs> to do a spoiler heavy review of evil dead rides as i go to a sneak special edition fucking screening or some shit that i'm getting free tickets to and going to watch so Maybe I'll spoil the fuck out of it here on YouTube. If you would uh, like me to sit with you, I'll be more than happy to. But uh, not the biggest Evil Dead fan. Second one's all right. Third not one's a little worse. Unless they say, hey, this is a comedy right from the beginning. That's why I like part three and the series. Not a big fan of one and two. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This seems like it's supposed to be a sequel to the remake. But uh, it's fucking weird. Like, I'm seeing all these people like, Oh, I can't wait to see the new Evil Dead. Oh, I mean, if you're an Evil Dead fan, like the original movies, yeah, you why might the fuck would you even be interested or like this? This is like a completely, totally right. different type of movie. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to shop here again. So, yeah, I, that'll be all you. Well, free. That's why I'm going. Free. It's all right. I mean, people can kick you in the dick for free, but I turn that down. Well, this is free. Well, everybody, dwnproductions.net, head on over that way and, uh, Buy something for the love of fuck. Please. Please. DWNProductions.net. 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 Masks, bus props, custom works. Uh, 
effects, I guess, but these days I don't really care about working on your movie. Sorry. <laughs> if you're going to hit me up, hit me up with something awesome. Don't hit me up with shit. Oh, we plan on doing mostly everything CG, but we just want a couple shots. Uh, some, yeah, that's something I really want to do. When you're fucking flat out saying, oh, everything's going to be CG. We don't really give a fuck. Yeah, that's going to enthuse me to fucking want to work on your shit. This movie's a throw. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say any. I mean, I didn't have to sign any NDAs or anything, but sorry, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, after that, go to fastcustomshirts.com. Plenty, plenty of shirts to choose from. I'm sure you look around a while. You can find something you want. Prices are more than fucking reasonable for now. They are. <laughs> Where are you, the post office? You're going to raise that shit again? Fuck yeah. I'm taking their model. I'm going to raise my prices twice a year. Uh, and do it early every time and not change it back. And uh, yeah, if you want custom work, send it my way. If it's something we can do, we'll do it for you. We'll knock it out. If it's something we can't do, I'll recommend somebody that can, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, everybody... Hope you have a great fucking week. I hope I have a great fucking week. And Joe, fuck it. I hope your week's pretty good too. <laughs> so until next time, great weeks all around. But no greater week than Lee Weeks. Joe. As they say in France. Boy, God. It's already gone. Oh,